Good morning, everyone. For this program, we'll be talking about the Salmon Creek Dam. With me today is Juno Port Director Carl Yucatel, a Greg Kenny from the Civil Engineers, and also Brian, I didn't catch your last name. Farrell. Brian Farrell with AELMP. Thank you all for joining us. So, Greg, let's start with you first, because I saw you have a very busy itinerary leading up to this official dedication. Uh, tell me a little bit about your trip here. So today we're actually doing a, uh, a uh, uh, advanced recon trip that's in preparation for uh, a big event uh, for us in September. On uh, September 10th, we plan to uh, dedicate the Salmon Creek Dam as a national civil engineering uh, landmark. Uh, this is national status and actually international status given that uh, the American Society of Civil Engineers is an international society. There's a limited number of, I, I think on the order of 200 uh, national civil engineering landmarks total. There's a rigorous process for getting them dedicated uh, and they have to exhibit not only local importance and local significance but actually uh, uh, global significance to the uh, to the civil engineering profession that they would have advanced the state of the art in uh, some demonstrable way, and this project certainly did that uh, in 1913 and 1914. And so, Brian, I suppose this is where you come in. What what is the significance of the dam to Juno? What's it used for? The Samarik Dam is of significant importance to Juneau in that it provides hydroelectric energy to the to the system. It's about six percent of our annual energy. Um, downstream of our plant, it also provides water to the CBJ water utility and provides water to DIPAC for hatchery operations. And and so we're talking about a dam that was constructed back in 1914. Uh, how much work has it seen since then? It went, went through some major work in 1967 as far as resurfacing, resurfacing of the dam. Um, at that time, the parapet walls were removed and the gates were removed. Since then, we go through uh, monthly inspections of the dam. We go through annual maintenance as far as vegetation clearing and basic auxiliary equipment maintenance. And then we do a thorough five-year inspection in conjunction with the regulatory agency, Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, FERC, um, to see what further needs it has. And plus that siren test, I believe, was conducted last year, too. Yep, that's part of our functional EAP test, the Emergency Action Plan, and we go through the, that and do a functional test with local agencies every five years as well. And so, Greg, when we had last spoke about this first, about this dedication being announced, we had spoke a little bit about engineering challenges here in the state and comparable projects. You had mentioned the Trans-Alaska Pipeline. And so now we're coming to the dam joining the Hoover Dam as one of these projects, part of that 200, right? What, what, do, you think, what do you think now about the dam being added to that list? I, I think it's a wonderful thing, and it's such a, a, a humble little dam if you think about how uh, it's, it's not um, prominent, uh, you know, in terms of the knowledge that people in Alaska have. Uh, of it. I, I believe people in Juneau know about it, uh, but it is a little bit hard to get to. Uh, it's, a, it's a hiking trail and uh, a pretty steep one getting to it. 
but the significance of this uh, from an engineering perspective it was, is it was the first dam of its type, which is uh, called a constant angle or variable radius arch dam. Uh, and it's, it's a very counterintuitive uh, concept involving tightening up the radius, essentially if you, as you go from top to bottom so that you get more of an arch effect down at the bottom of the dam where the pressures are the highest. So it can withstand um, much greater uh, outward force from the bottom of the dam uh, than uh, actually than uh, even a gravity dam could be. So and and it it, it saved about 33 percent of the uh, concrete cost versus a more conventional uh, uh, dam design, which is the reason why it became so economically attractive uh, back when they were developing the Alaska Gastineau mine. Yeah, and, could, and so could you speak a little bit to that history? It was interesting when you had mentioned during that interview that this dam had powered the mines here in Juneau. It did. It, it was the, uh, the power source. Uh, it enabled the start of the Alaska Gastineau mine, which I believe was in uh, early uh, 1915. Uh, the dam itself was completed in uh, August 1914. Uh, by the way, this is the same month that World War I was breaking up, uh, or breaking out in Europe. Uh, so if you go back to the Alaska Empire uh, newspapers, um, the opening of the dam uh, probably didn't receive the kind of hoopla that it probably should have received. Uh, it was, uh, I, I found an article buried back in uh, page eight titled, A Big Dam, and that's about it. <laughs> and it was a nice article. But, you know, on the front page was, uh, you know, assassinations of, uh, uh, you know, archdukes in, uh, in uh, Sarajevo and that kind of thing. So uh, it, it, uh, it, it had quite a history, and uh, it enabled, really, the uh, Alaska Gastineau mine to develop this area um, and, uh, you know, enable the kind of forward progress economically that, this, uh, that the Juneau uh, vicinity enjoyed. And so... Brian, when we had spoke a little bit before the program, you said you said you're more of a math guy rather than a history guy. But when you think about the history of the dam and being laid out like that, what do you think? I I think it's a, an enormous feat for the time of you know the year that it was constructed. I think it's a an, an engineering marvel, really. I, I'm thankful that we have it. And so I wanted to jump a little bit into the into the process regarding this designation being received so it's through the civil engineers organization right that gives this designation it's the american society of civil engineers the american society yes yeah so i i, I think first I'd, I'd like to mention the the genesis of this which uh it started with uh a alaska light, light electric light and power engineer um, who uh, has passed away, Scott Willis, uh, just outstanding gentleman. He happened to be uh, the president of the Alaska section of uh, ASCE, and uh, that's where I first got to know him. Um, as he completed his uh, term, he, uh, he actually had said to me and to uh, Kate Mickelson, another one of his successors, uh, a, uh, his write-up and a few technical papers uh, of Salmon Creek Dam, and it was his suggestion that we advance this as a, as a national uh, uh, landmark. So 
you know, it took us a while to kind of, you know, get into this. We could see that the, the need for there. I, I personally took great inspiration a couple of years later when uh, I happened to attend a uh, dedication of the Arrow Rock Dam in Idaho, which is uh, just outside of Boise, and uh, saw, you know, just how impressive this was. And then I, I, I look, wow, we have something just as good here in Alaska, and uh, we need to carry this thing through to completion. So it became a uh, probably a three or four year process after that with various drafts that uh, I put together and additional research to build upon what Scott had, had already provided in a, the un, unpublished papers that he had put together on this. Uh, and, it, and, and, and so what I did is I kept on uh, sending drafts to the uh, members of the History and Heritage Committee, which ASCE has. And finally, we got to deadline time, which was in March of 2020. Uh, they were going to meet, and I had to get that thing in uh, so that we could get that done that year. We were, uh, by gosh, we were going to get that thing in. And uh, it got finished. Uh, we turned it in, and it, uh, it went really well. We did, intended to dedicate it in 2020, but uh, March 2020, you might remember what happened at that month. Yeah. And uh, this turned into a postponement to 2021, which turned into 2022. But here we are today, and uh, you know it's been worth the wait. And and so you worked off the research from the research that Scott had made. Yes. How comprehensive was that? You know, I don't know how he did it other than, uh, you know, it, it was, uh, I, I think, some amount of um, uh, look into some historical uh, records, um, it, probably some AEL and P records as well, I'm, I'm speculating. And in addition to that, he was able to pull out a couple of the uh, uh, papers that were published by a, a gentleman named Lars Jorgensen, who was the chief design engineer of the of the dam uh, back then he, he actually had written some award-winning papers uh, at that time so having that what I had to do at that point was to you know fill in some of the other elements of it you know find some additional references find out where uh, the same design had been replicated which it had been in uh, you know dozens of other locations throughout the world uh, even by the 1930s so there was there was a lot of follow-up that I had, but I, I, I could not have done it without uh, what Scott provided. So when you picked off where he left off, where where was that? Uh, he, well, he, he, uh, he had developed a, a paper. Uh, and it was uh, basically it's a it's something that picks it up in the context of the history of mines in, uh, uh, in Juneau. And, um, you know, by doing that, he created a historical narrative. Here's what happened. Here's, uh, here's when it got commissioned, um, you know, and, and ba basically told a story. And uh, that story held up. Very, very good. And so, Brian, there was another aspect of the dam I wanted to bring up and ask you about is the safety of the dam. We mentioned that siren testing, the, the, the emergency siren testing. How safe would you say this dam is? I say it's completely safe. We have regulations that we follow and inspections that we do regularly that make sure that it's safe for the community. And what do some of those inspections or regulations require? Regulations require, so Salmon Creek Dam is a FERC high hazard dam. 
So we have what's called FERC Part 12 safety inspections, which we do with a FERC representative and an independent co consultant every five years, and we're going to go through and do that this year. And that's a thorough top-to-bottom inspection of the dam, operations, history, design, the, the whole thing. Um, other than that, we do monthly inspections to go just verify the quality of the dam. We take some basic measurements on deflection of it to make sure that it's not moving, um, inspect the abutments to make sure they're not seeping, and, and that sort of thing. And then we do annual maintenance on it, which is uh, more equipment-based, but to go through and verify that the safeties are working. Um, we also have real-time monitoring of flow through the dam, power output from the unit. We have wires that are embedded in the dam to indicate if the dam were to break. We have a live camera on the dam at all times that we can monitor. So we have a great deal of information on a real-time basis for that dam as well. And do they ever comment about how that radius is shorter, like uh, like uh, Mr. Kenny had explained? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, fair enough. But um, Carl, I wanted to bring you in. What? <laughs> now, you had mentioned first on the program about, about this, this happening. And so we spoke a little bit about the history. We spoke about some of the current operations. What do you think? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just happy to be here with a couple really smart guys. And uh, so I'll play third fiddle here. But I guess, uh, I guess what's worth saying is uh, American Society of Civil Engineers, it's an international organization. 150,000 strong. We have a branch here in Juneau that's involved in uh, putting together the event that uh, will happen on Saturday, uh, September 10th. Um, it's part of a kind of a weekend-long uh, historic recognition uh, weekend. Uh, following this national historic recognition here in Juneau, uh, we're going to be going over to Sitka for a state recognition of the O'Connell Bridge. In, in Sitka, uh, which is the bridge leading to the airport. And that's, uh, it's not old enough to receive national historic recognition, but uh, the, uh, the bylaws allow the state American Society of Civil Engineers to recognize it. So that's gonna be a, it's gonna be a big weekend for civil engineers in, in Juneau and in Sitka. We've got the president of the American Society of Civil Engineers coming as well as some other dignitaries. So really excited about uh, uh, putting together the event. We're gonna have it at the Juneau Douglas uh, uh, City Museum will be one of the official events and just a um, kind of a, I call it a, a Super Bowl of uh, civil engineers for that weekend. A Super Bowl of civil engineers. Well, well, you were a former president over at the sec, over here at the West section, right? Uh, uh, but Greg? Yeah, I, I, well, I'm a I'm former president, uh, as was Carl of the uh, Alaska section uh, uh, and uh, from there, I went on to uh, the Board of Governors of uh, Region 8, which is, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember how many states we have, maybe 13 or something like that. Uh, basically, all the uh, West Coast states, including Hawaii, except for California. You know, California is its own region. And so the, pres the president of the civil society will be coming along. Uh, yeah, what do you have to share about that? It's a big deal. It's a big deal to have uh, Dennis Truax here. Uh, we, we knew that we wanted to get uh, e either uh, the current sitting president or uh, the past pres immediate past president or the incoming president. We wanted one of them uh, for this, this ceremony, and we're lucky to have the current president uh, that's going to be attending, as well as some members of the History and Heritage Committee. And if I could just add one, one more thing, uh, Kevin. Um, 
I think uh, Greg mentioned that there's about 200 of these National Historic Landmarks throughout the country. Um, there's only one other in the state of Alaska, and that would be the the Alcan Highway or the Alaska Highway is the only other Alaska National Historic Landmark. So we're, you know, this is a big deal. Um, you know, it's in the same, um, same, same recognition as the Golden Gate Bridge or the Hoover Dam. Our little Salmon Creek Dam is getting that same um, recognition. Very good. And so, Greg, what do you see as the next Alaskan? engineering landmark the the one that i plan to work on uh comes a little bit close to home for me because i i happen to be an engineer that works on the uh, trans alaska pipeline for uh, uh alaska pipeline and i've worked there for the last 33 years and i've worked on uh construction as it uh, just coming out of my teenage years i actually worked on the construction of the project that's going to, that we just had our 45th anniversary in, uh, uh, since startup, and that was in uh, June 20th, 1977, so 45 years on. Five more years, we get to be a national civil engineering landmark. That was the project of the year back in 1977. It really broke a lot of new ground in, uh, in terms of uh, not only co-region design, but also structural uh, design, seismic design. We, you know, it was a world-class project. Uh, it's a shoe-in, and uh, I am really looking forward to telling that story. And But coming back here to Juneau, what else do you have on your agenda? Oh, here in Juneau, uh, we're, uh, aside, aside from Salmon Creek, which is just, uh, you know, one of the most rewarding things that I've ever uh, been involved in, uh, you know, in September, I, I, I don't know, I, I want to get some, uh, you know, hiking in, I want to, actually, uh, there's a, one of my colleagues happened to grow up here in, uh, in Juneau, and uh, he used to be a bit of a, a rock hound and a pebble buff, and he'd like to explore some of the mines, so he's given me a, a road map of all the things that he used to do when he was a kid. So I'm looking forward to that. Checking out some of the mining history here in you town? You bet. You bet. Very good. Well, is there anything either of you would like to add? Just thanks for having us, Kevin. I really appreciate your, your show today. Thank you. Uh, Brian? Thanks for having us. Very good. Kenny, anything yeah. to leave off on? Oh, yeah, just uh, I, I really, I, anybody that uh, I, I want to uh, encourage anybody in the public uh, that is interested in this history uh, and wants to find out more and uh, maybe uh, attend the dedication with us. Uh, September 10th, uh, we're looking at two o'clock over in the museum is what we're, what we're planning on doing. That will get, obviously, a lot closer to the event. We'll put out some additional announcements because I don't expect everybody to remember that. But uh, uh, think about joining us. Uh, we'd love to have you. Very good. Well, thank you all for joining us. Thank you. And that's the program. Thank you for tuning in this June 8th. This is Kevin Allen for Action Line, signing off.